Hi, everyone. My name is Dr. Rita Roy, CEO at the National Spine Health Foundation, and I'm your host for the Get Back to It podcast, where we tell real stories of healing and recovery. What does it mean to get back to it? It means overcoming spinal conditions through treatments that work in order to return to the people and activities you love, whatever that looks like for you. It means getting back to your life. We're here to share the success stories of those who did just that. And some of these stories you're not going to believe. At the Get Back To It podcast, our goal is to tell stories of spinal champions who've been able to achieve a better quality of life through spinal health care. In today's episode, I'm delighted to be speaking with Dara Strader, a wife, mom, and grandmother whose back issues began when she was injured at her job over 40 years ago. Dara has had low back pain for most of her adult life and was eventually diagnosed with degenerative disc disease and ultimately a herniated disc. After years of pain management treatment, surgery ultimately relieved her of her pain, and she's now enjoying her exercise classes at the local YMCA nine months later. Now that you know what to expect, let's get back to it and dive right into Dara's story. Dara's back issues all began after she injured herself more than 40 years ago at work. In the early 80s, I was pushing on a stack of pallets that had tube framing at my job. The tube broke loose and I fell backwards into a metal conveyor belt and landed on my bottom. As Dara got older, her low back pain worsened and for over 30 years, she tried several things to help manage the pain. I went to pain management for years. I tried epidural injections and radio frequency ablations at the beginning, from which I experienced some relief, but then the pain was always there and some days were worse than others. I also went to a chiropractor and had massage therapy during this entire time. Dara was eventually diagnosed with arthritis and degenerative disc disease at L4, L5, and S1. Fast forward to April 2023, when the pain got very bad. My leg was hurting really bad, so I went for another epidural and it didn't do anything. I knew intuitively that something was wrong and my pain management doctor sent me to get an MRI. The results were a bulging disc pressing against the nerve in my leg. Dara's doctor let her know that he couldn't help her anymore and he referred her to a spine specialist. My heart stopped and I felt sick. I was almost crying. I was petrified to hear that I might need a surgery. I cried on the way home. I've only been in the hospital to have an appendectomy and for the birth of my two kids. Dara saw a spine specialist that was recommended to her by others and was told she needed surgery sooner rather than later. She underwent a spinal fusion within 10 days following her initial visit. As soon as I woke up from the surgery, I asked the recovery nurse to touch my foot to see if I could feel it, which I could. That part was fixed. It wasn't too bad of a recovery. The pain going into surgery was way worse than the surgery itself. It's been nine months now since Dara's surgery, and she's been pain-free ever since. 
Other than some incisional pain, I've experienced total relief from the pain. My physical therapist called me a poster child for this type of recovery from the surgery. I consider my outcome to be a miracle. Dara, congratulations. I am so excited for you, and I'm so thrilled to share your story with our audience and with the world. Your story is so important because it shows the kind of success that can happen when you take quick action like you had to take. You know, you began to experience what sounds like a whole new level of pain last spring. Can you tell us what that was like? I mean, you've been dealing with low back pain for most of your adult life, as you said, but now something was different and you knew it was different. And tell us what that was like in that moment. Well, my leg um, was hurting really bad. It felt almost like a broken leg. I could stand on it maybe two or three minutes and then it was like really bad pain. And I, of course, didn't know what was going on because I've never had that kind of pain. Mm-hmm. So um, I knew I, something had to be done because something wasn't right. So in the past, when you were having the pain, was it shooting down your leg or was it really just in your back or both? It was mostly just in my back, like across my back, not going down my legs at all. So that the leg pain was kind of a new component of the the pain that you'd had. And that was that what really sort of triggered you to think this was maybe something different? Yes, for sure. That's, um, that's so scary. And at what point when you felt the leg pain and it felt, you felt like you'd broken your leg. So was it sort of a burning crushing kind of pain? It was um, an aching. It was horrible pain. I mean, I would be like at a, out at the grocery store or something, walk, trying to walk, and I'd be like, my leg is killing me. I mean, I didn't know what it was, but I was like, I have to sit down. Like, And it went on probably for like a week before I called the doctor to see what, to get in to see what was going on. Yeah. So Dara, you'd been seeing a pain medicine doctor for many years, it sounds like. Is that right? Yes, yes. And so that seemed to be working reasonably well for you for many years. Yes. So what would happen? So you would get a flare-up in your low back, and then you'd you'd go get an injection or something? Is that kind of how you managed it? What were the days, weeks, and months like as you were living with that chronic pain? Um, when I would, I would first start out getting epidural injections, um, and I would be pretty pain-free maybe for four to five weeks, and then it would come back a little bit, but then he individ- or eventually wanted me to start getting the um, radio frequency ablations because it was safer than getting all the steroid injections into yeah. my back, um, and those worked pretty well for maybe three months I would be pain-free. Wow. So that that worked well for you there for a while. Yes, but that pain was totally different than the pain when I had the pinch, the bulging disc with the pinch nerve. That was a whole different ball game. Whole new level of pain. Yes. So then, you know, you were doing the radio free, radio um, ablation, and that was managing it. You'd go three months at a time, but then just all of a sudden the disc herniated, and it, it was just out of control. So your pain was just interfering with your ability to conduct your life and you just couldn't take it. So you went back to your pain doctor. And at that point he said, I went back, called them and they got me in for an an epidural injection and he did the epidural and it didn't do anything. 
like at all. So I knew something was wrong. Like something wasn't as it already had been because they always helped me before this one did nothing. Yeah. And at that point, he, you know, as you described, he sent you for an MRI and that's when he was able to look at the films and say, this is not something that can be managed non-operatively. You are looking at possibly having a spine surgery. Yes. He said, um, when I went to see him, he said, I'm sorry, I can't help you anymore. And I'd been going to him for 20 years. I mean, he was such a great doctor and he knew I was upset and he was like, I can't help you anymore. You're going to have to go see a surgeon. And I was just like devastated. I was like, I was petrified of having a surgery. It was terrible. The feeling I had. Yeah. And what, what were you most fearful of? Why, why did the sound of having to have surgery scare you so much? Uh, probably because I'd never been in the hospital only to have children and, and have my appendix out 20 years ago. I don't know, just the whole thing just scared me because I've heard so many people, you know, not have good results, I think, from surgery. And it just, I was petrified about it. Yeah. You know, I, I like you, um, had suffered with a low back condition for many years, 10 or 12 years, and finally had to have the surgery. And I, and I just was so afraid. And was just not able to find good news about, um, you know, what the surgery can do for you. So I, I personally really relate to how that felt, the fear and confusion. You know, there's sort of, there's so much conflicting information. I just didn't know what to believe. And it was scary. So I, I, I completely empathize with that feeling. So your pain doctor referred you to a spine surgeon. Is that right? Yes. And so tell me what that was like. What was it like when you had to make the phone call and schedule an appointment? Well, I got the appointment and I told my husband, you know, we were driving there. I'm like, if I don't feel comfortable with this guy, like, I don't know who he is. And if I don't feel comfortable, we're getting another opinion because I'm not just letting anybody go in there and work on my back. Um, we went and talked to him. He, I had... Talked before I went to him, I'd heard from a few people that he was a great surgeon. I mean, I'd done some research asking people. I asked a couple different doctors. Um, I got on the internet and researched it, and he had a lot of good reviews. And I went and met him, and he was like, when I walked in his office, there was like a calmness. Like, he made me feel oh. so calm. Like, I thought, I'm going to be in good hands with this guy. And he explained everything to me, like, in normal normal terms. Yeah. That, and he just felt very, he was very good. And he knew I was scared because I told him, I said, I might be 63 years old, but I'm like, I'm scared like a 10 year old. <laughs> and he was very consoling and I felt oh. so safe with him and I felt like I could trust him. Gosh, Dara, you just said the most important word there that you felt that you could trust him. And I just love what you said that when you were on your way over there, you decided that if you didn't feel comfortable for whatever reason, you were going to get another opinion. And that is so important. I'm so happy that you shared that with us because we tell people that all the time that, you know, when, when you meet a surgeon, you know, you're, you're developing a relationship with somebody. They're going to, you know, they're going to be taking care of your body. And that is something that you need to feel 100% comfortable with. And you need to have total trust in the person that's going to, to work with you. And and so I'm so glad that you were prepared to get another opinion, but so pleased to hear that you had such an amazing interaction um, with that surgeon. 
Dara, what part of the country are you in? Ohio. In Ohio. And, and in the area in Ohio where you are, are there a lot of specialists close by to you so that you have options and choices? Yes, I'm real close to like an hour from Cleveland and close to Akron, Canton. Yeah, we have a lot of different. Lots of options. That's, yes. That's yes. wonderful. That's wonderful. So, Daryl, I'm just curious, who was your surgeon? His name was Vincent Wake, W-A-K-E. Vincent Wake. And, and where, where did you have your surgery? I had it at Mercy Hospital, which Cleveland Clinic owns. Yeah, that's that is fantastic. And and so I'm I'm just curious. What what was he older, younger, mid mid career? He was, uh, I would say, fifties. Not nice. real young, but he wasn't that much. And it was funny, and I sh- I didn't even think of this, but when he was saying, you know, I recommend the surgery, I did say to him, now would you do this to your mother? Like, is this a surgery you would do to your mother? I did ask him that. <laughs> And I, he looked at me funny and I was like, I know I'm not old enough to be your mom, but I'm just saying, would you recommend the surgery to your mom? Because if you, she, you think she would do it and it's, you know, okay for your mom, then I'll trust that I would do it. And he laughed. That's so funny. That's great. I mean, those are great mm-hmm. questions. And it sounds like you felt really comfortable just asking whatever question you wanted to ask. Well, you have to be, you know, you have to be your own advocate. You can't just go be a yes man and just say, yes, 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 do whatever you want. I mean, you have to ask questions like. You do. But, you know, sometimes people are at the end of their rope. They're just, they're fed up, they're in pain, they're suffering, and they just don't even, they're not even thinking clearly enough to say, wait a second, is this, the, do I feel comfortable with this person? Yes, yes. You know, so we, we tr- really try to encourage people to just, you take a family member with you, you know, just make sure that you feel comfortable with the person who you're going to ask to do surgery on you. Because if you don't, that's just, you got you to gotta honor that about yourself. Be your best advocate. So you felt comfortable. You were able to ask questions. What do you think? I'm, I'm, I'm sort of going off the script here, dear. I'm just, just imagining you being in the clinic room and the doctor comes in and he's Put your mind to ease. He's explained everything in terms that you can understand. What were some of the biggest takeaways from that moment that you you can remember, that you can share, that might have surprised you, that you didn't expect in that interaction? Um, I guess when I talked to him, he kind of made me feel more calm. He explained like your disc is a jelly donut and mine was pushed and the jelly was squirting out of it. That's how he explained it to me. And he said, you know, and he couldn't guarantee the surgery was going to work, but he said, we need to do it soon because my leg was numb from the pinched nerve. And he said, the longer you let this go, the more of a chance you're not going to get the feeling back. That's why we had to like go quickly to get the surgery done. Yeah, that's right. And we say, you know, we can, we can fix bones. We can fix, you know, we have solutions for bones. We have solutions for discs. But once that nerve damage sets in, it's, it's quite irreversible. And so he was right and guided you well that uh, need to take care of that sooner than later. And so you took action. Yes, yes. So what was the decision at that point? Um, the pain, I was like, we got to do something. I can't live with the pain. I mean, I was like this, I got to do something. I kept thinking it can't be as worse as this pain I'm having now. The sur- it can't be as bad as this pain. Wow. So Dara, what surgery then did you have? I had a fusion. 
And do you know what levels you had? Was it one level or was it multiple levels? One level. It was L4, L5. Yeah. Most common area there. Yeah. And did he, do you know what kind of procedure he did on you? I'm just curious. Did he go in through your belly or from the side? He went through my back. Through your back. Okay. Mm -hmm. And so you made, after you met with him and he said, we should get this done sooner than later, you decided to have surgery in what, like 10 days? Is that what you said? Yep. I was like, let's get it done because I need to I need to get over the, I can't deal with the pain. I mean, the pain yeah. was. So when you were making that decision, did he talk with you about what kinds of things you were going to need um, in terms of support after the operation? And what kind of consideration did that have for you? Um, he told me, you know, I was going to need a walker and, I, and my husband's retired. So he was here to help me. Um, but I did good. I mean, I got out of the bed in the hospital and, you know, and pushed through and walked a lot. He said, if I walked a lot, it would heal fast. And I followed everything they said to a T because I wanted to make sure I did everything right. Yeah, that's amazing. You are the poster child for sure. <laughs> <laughs> well, I wanted it so good and I wanted to heal and feel better. So yeah. I did everything. Well, and I think what's important is when you're trying to make that decision to have surgery, you do have to have your support system in place because there are going to be some limitations to your activity immediately after surgery in terms of like bending and lifting things and twisting, right? You, you There's certain, so did, did they talk to you about that a little bit and did you have to make some accommodations in your life? Yes, yes. I did, but it wasn't, like I said, I don't know. I guess I took it as, you know, I'm more, I was feeling better once I got out of the hospital. I mean, I had the incision pain, of course, right? and I was sore from that, but it was a totally different pain than what I went in there for. So I could deal with that. Yeah. Yeah. There's, there's nothing like nerve pain, right? I mean, if you've ever had nerve pain. You just can't describe how just intense and debilitating that pain is. There's just no describing it. It's the worst. Trust me. I know. <laughs> I completely empathize with uh, with that. And I think many people who listen uh, to our, our show understand that nerve pain, there's, it is an indescribable level of pain, I think almost. So you came out of the surgery, you had the nurse touch your toes. Um, so you just wanted to make sure you could feel that. And to your pleasant surprise, everything felt okay, right? Yes, I agree. Yeah, it wasn't numb anymore because before, you know, when you would touch my foot, it was numb, you know, like sleep. So I asked her, you know, can you feel my foot? <laughs> like she did. And I was like, oh, my gosh, I can feel it. Like it's not numb anymore. So I knew it had worked. You know, I mean, I was ecstatic that it, the surgery had worked. Wow. So you you couldn't feel your feet. You could feel it, but it was felt like um, like numbness, like your foot was asleep. Yep. Like your foot was asleep. Oh my goodness. So you were in the hospital for overnight, just one night? I ended up being in there for four days. Four days. Okay. Yes. Which I wasn't in no hurry to come home. I mean, you know, I was like, I'm okay. They can take care of me. I'm going to let them take care of me. I wasn't like in a big hurry to get home. Yeah. So you, so you were in the hospital um, for a couple of days. How soon after your surgery did you get up and walk? Well, they had me the next day at the hospital. I was up. They had me walk with the walker. And were, 
were you afraid to do that? Were you excited to do that? What- I was, it was kind of tough getting up, <laughs> you know, but they got me up two or three times a day and I would walk, you know, out in the hall or as far as I could go. But they kept saying, it's hard now, but this is what you need. So I listened to them. And I think that's why I had such a good recovery because I did everything they told me. That's that is awesome. So you're up, you're walking, you go home four days after the surgery. And um, mm-hmm. when did you start um, exercising? Or, well, I shouldn't say exercise. When did you start physical therapy? Um, I started, it was four weeks out, I started it. And when I went to physical therapy, they have like a system, you know, they do with people with who has had back surgeries. And when I went in, I was already way past like what normal most of the people that they do. Like I got to skip a bunch of exercises because I was already way better when I started physical therapy than I should have been. That's amazing. That is such great news. I am so thrilled to hear that. And so you progressed through physical therapy. How long did you spend in physical therapy? I was only there like a month. I graduated quickly. (laughs) Yeah, that's what they told me. They were like, you're doing so good. And they said, you know, we have a few other patients who's had the same surgery and they're not near as good, you know. And I said, well, maybe they're a lot older. And they said, no, they're the same age as you. And I said, oh, okay. Lucky you. That's amazing. And then how long were you before you could... How much longer? So a month of physical therapy. And then when could you return to full activity without restrictions? Um, it was um, three months. Okay. Wait a minute. I'm sorry. Six months. Six months. I'm sorry. Six months. So af- after physical therapy, did you, did you um, just do some exercises on your own at home or? Um, I walked a lot. Mm-hmm. Like, you know, just like out in front of my head, like, cause I live, you know, in a flat area where the roads, I mean, no hills or anything, but I tried to walk a good bit. That's great. The movement, so important. Um, and then you shared with us in your story that you are an avid YMCA attendee now. Yes, I sure am. That is awesome. <laughs> <laughs> I go four or five days a week. Like, I love it. Become your new addiction. <laughs> to, yes. the, to the gym? Uh, yes. Like, what's going on? Mom's suddenly addicted to her workout. Mm-hmm. <laughs> That's great. No, I do do a lot of water aerobics. I do a lot of water classes um, because they're low impact. And I figured, you know, that's going to be better on my body to start. And I do do some yoga and some chair yoga. That is perfect. And those are all the things that we talk about in the foundation all the time, that power of aqua therapy, the power of yoga, assisted yoga, you know, moving where you can, the stretching, the flexibility, and just the great movement. So that is, you're doing all the right things and you're feeling great. Yes, no pain at all. It's a miracle. Dara, how did you hear about the National Spine Health Foundation? Um, I'm on a Facebook group, um, and it's that page. And a lot of people, you know, will ask like, oh, my doctor said I have to have this surgery or a fusion. Like, has anybody had it? And I don't want to do it. And I'm scared like where I was. Yeah. So I've been calm. I comment, you know, on what I know or Mm -hmm. what I can help with and tell them, you know, it's not that bad. I mean, if you're having terrible pain, you know, it fixed me and, you know, find research for a good doctor and do all your studies and, you know, and don't be completely against surgery because it helped me like tremendously. Isn't that amazing? And that's what we're here to share the good news 
in modern spinal health care that, you know, if you, if you exhaust all of those non-operative techniques to manage the pain or the injury and it's not getting you better and or you're having nerve damage and you need a surgery to correct it, the good news is that most people, most of the time in today's modern world of modern spine care, you're going to get better and you're going to be you're going to be maybe even better than before. And that's the message that we want to get out there. Yep. I mean, I haven't felt this good. I mean, no back pain at all. I mean, zero pain in my back. And I haven't been this good probably since I was in my mid twenties. I mean, before I got hurt way back in the day. Dara, that is amazing. That is what we're talking about is feeling better than ever. And that is just what we're doing today. And I'm so grateful that you've come on our podcast, that you're active in the support group and you're helping us give other people hope that they too can get over their condition and get back to their lives pain-free and, and live their best life. Yes. You know, I, I, I just, uh, there, there's so much opportunity out there to educate the public and we need people like you to help us share, share their stories. And so I'm just so grateful that you're, you're taking the time to, to be with us, Dara. And I think so many lessons to learn from your poster child story, you know, get into the hands of a qualified, you know, fellowship trained spine surgeon who does this all the time and, and is well-trained to do this, get your support system in place and do your exercises. And if you do those three things, you're going to have a good outcome. And that's what we're here to tell people, right? For sure. For sure. Well, Dara, is there anything that we haven't talked about um, that you want to share with our audience? Any closing pearls or anything we didn't, we didn't cover? Um, not that I can think of, but um, I'm just hoping I can help people who are, you know, on the fence about it or scared or, and I hope they have as good an outcome as me um, with their surgery if they choose to do that. But it's better than living. I'll tell you what, the, it's, might be risky and scary, but it's way better than living with pain the rest of your life. That's amazing that you've said that and shared that. And I think it's, you know, it's a temporary period of time. I mean, total time for you was, you know, from the time that you met your surgeon, had your surgery, did your physical therapy and got back to full activity was a matter of what, six months? Yes, just about. Six months. And now you've got the rest of your life. <laughs> I'm so happy for you. And I'm, 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 I'm truly so thrilled that you are sharing your story because this is the story that's too common out there. Too many people suffer for too long because they're afraid. They don't know what to do. They've heard some negative things out there and they're not sure. And Dara, your story is exactly the kind of story that we want to share with the world to say that it doesn't have to be that way. There are solutions that get you better, maybe even better than before. And you have a new lease on life. And that's, yes. that's just awesome. Yep, for sure. Are there any things you're doing now that um, you, you didn't do before? Any, any activities that you've picked up? Or some people pick up pickleball or you know, something like that that they never thought they would do? No, not yet. I'm trying to still... Because I hadn't exercised for years because, I mean, my, my back, you know, I mean, yeah. I would try stuff 
but I would be in pain. So I'm trying to take it slow and building up on a lot of this water, you know, aerobics and stuff to try to take it slow till my body's like ready to go. But I mean, who knows what I'll end up trying because I mean, so far I'm doing good and getting back into the swing of things. That's amazing. And and you'll be able to choose whatever you want to do. Yes. Which, which you'll have choices, which is what you didn't have before. And now you do. Exactly. That's amazing. It's amazing. Well, thank you for that, Dara. Um, it was such a delight to meet you and to hear and share your story. Sharing it with the community will no doubt help someone else um, make a good decision that they need to make as well. Thank you. Thank you so much for being willing to share with us and taking the time to come on with me. And uh, congratulations on being a spinal champion. We're thrilled for you. Thank you. I appreciate it. At the National Spine Health Foundation, something we believe in most is providing hope for recovery through sharing stories of success and expertise. It isn't always easy to find someone to relate to, even though 100 million adults suffer from neck or low back pain each year. To hear more stories of spinal champion recovery and access educational materials about spine health, visit us at spinehealth.org. If you're interested in supporting our show financially, you can contribute at the link provided. Thank you for listening.